too many business people turn their business into a technical problem because they're not, they don't understand how to either communicate with a developer or they just have developers who don't know how to communicate with humans. That's a, that's a common problem. That's the third point there on my timeline. Episode 176 Timelines and Episode 77 WP Tonic. Today on Timelines, Jonathan Denwood and I are co-netcasting WP Tonic and Timelines with special guest Anka Mashal. I probably murdered that name, but it's Romanian. Anyway, she's from Oakland, California. Anka is a programmer and consultant who helps customers build tools to run their businesses more efficiently, which we all need in this business. It's so hard to do. And today, since it's WP Tonic, she's going to focus in on the REST API, so for my timelines friends, we're going to go a little tech today, but you know what? Go on over to WP Tonic and look at all the show notes. That's WPTonic.com, and you need to learn this stuff. You need to understand it. So when you hire these high-end programmers and developers, you know exactly what you're getting. Don't be like our friend who spent $34,000 and doesn't have anything. You know who I'm talking about, right? I'll tell you, Bill. All right. Today. So, uh, and that's on the business side. You know, I've, I've been doing WordPress for a couple of years, so I, I do the business approach. I'm not bad at the base WordPress, but uh, I know when I need help. Great. Well, lovely having you on the show, Anger. Uh, I've been really looking forward to this chat. So we're going to go a little bit techy in this part of the episode. So we're here to talk about the Restless API. So what are some of the key things that you think that we need to talk about and know about it, Anchor? Well, I think that when we're talking about the WordPress API, um, there's a couple of things that um, that this enables. And one of those is the ability for people to use their data from WordPress without using a WordPress front end, which I think is a really big thing that we can talk about. Um, and the other thing that, that we should talk about is uh, what Matt Mullenweg said at the State of the Word in December around uh, JavaScript being something that a lot of WordPress developers need to become more familiar with. Um, So we can address both of those things. Um, And if you're interested in talking more from a business perspective as to why the WordPress API is such a big deal um, and what some of the benefits are, I'm definitely uh, interested in talking about that as well. So, Yeah, it sounds great. Um, Shall we start off about the... um how the restless does the restless api really is connected to what matt said about developers wordpress developers really having to learn javascript are they kind of really linked um it is and it isn't um so so you can definitely use the wordpress api um the and from a I'll go back a little bit and explain a little bit about what it is so what the what the wordpress rest api does is it allows um applications, websites to access WordPress data um, through something that's called an endpoint, which means that you could go to a URL and something like um, a post or a product from a WooCommerce website or something like that, um, and you can get the data for that in a way that another application can use. So you get this nice nice little 
description of the content, the post title, the post content, some of the metadata, stuff like that that you can then use in an application. Um, and this is interesting because it was not part of the WordPress core previously. So it was one of these uh, features that was built initially as a plugin. Um, so what this means is that you know several people had some ideas about how this might work. Um, and Ryan McHugh, who's the developer of the plugin that was eventually rolled into core, uh, you know, built something that works better from the perspective of the other developers um, working on core. And so over about a year and a half, I mean, he's been working on this for about two years, um, over the last um, year, so since WordPress 4.3, um, the core development team has been working on putting this into the WordPress core. So you don't have to install anything additional and there's not, there won't be any major changes happening to the architecture of this plugin, which means that there's now a standard way for applications that are not WordPress. So they're not PHP, they're not, um, you know, they're not written on top of the WordPress template tags uh, to use the data that's inside WordPress. Yeah, uh, am I correct in saying it's using JSON, isn't it? Yes. Um, yes. And I'll, you know, I, I had the misfortune of having, when I was actively developing, I was involved with some soap application work, which literally, I wanted to blow my brains out. So JSON is a much better choice, isn't it? Well, yeah, you know, JSON is sort of the human readable version of XML. Um, XML, which was really popular around the turn of the century, and it's so awesome that we can say that now, the turn of the century, um, was really a good way for programs to exchange information. But it turns out that it was a little overcomplicated. I mean, there are certain rules and constraints and things that you can't push something that's an invalid object and all of this stuff, which is great, um, but makes development much more time-consuming and problematic. Um, and so JSON is this very simple, like, you could write JSON. It'd be very easy. Um, and everybody um, who uses it has a much easier time understanding like what this data is that's coming across. You don't have to parse through a bunch of XML. And if you screw up a slash, you're not going to break your whole file. So I think it's really, um, I mean, the, the, the fact that the interface is JSON is also very significant because it's much more friendly to developers um, and, you know, anybody that's just trying to look at what's going on inside WordPress. Yeah, the thing, the, the side that interested me, but I don't know, um, and we had a preliminary quick discussion about this, Annika, didn't we, um, was how WordPress um, in the next couple of months is going to be much more um, mobile um, for full-stack mm -hmm. developers who are looking to build a website with a back-end, a database, and then link it to a mobile application the um, the possibility of using WordPress in what I've just described because of these developments has become much more or will become much more attractive. So, do, I, do you agree with that outline? And can you fill in, give us some more information about that? Well, so one of the one of the things that as an application developer you have to do is you have to build an administration area for your stuff. So, if you're you're doing a real estate website or if you're building an application like a you know, even Uber or anything like that, you have to enter a whole bunch of data into your application for it to be usable by, by people on the front end. So if you're building an app, you have to build two things. You have to build a thing that your customers interact with and you have to build the thing that your administrators have to use to administer this application, this website. So on the WordPress side, the fact that the WordPress admin interface can now be used 
uh, to create things that are not WordPress is really, really huge. Um, millions and millions of people are very familiar with this concept of logging into WordPress and editing content and posts and custom post types and, um, you know, uh, options and things like that. So you're going to save a huge amount of money when you're building your application if your uh, admins can use WordPress to create the content, to administer users, to do that kind of stuff. So it means that on the front end, you're going to build something where you're going to you know, cut your costs of development significantly. Uh, so you can still build very robust, scalable applications that you can deploy on mobile devices that work well with the, the chosen JavaScript framework of your choice. Um, and you're, you're basically saving a huge amount of time where you don't have to build all of the admin features. Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's huge. I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't have uh, numbers to, uh, to figure out how much it costs to build an app. Let's just quickly see if I've got this, um, I've got the right pitch here. This is how I kind of see it. And uh, you're the expert. Um, I see with the restless API, you could take data out of the WordPress database and pass it over into a format that other languages easily can deal with, which is JSON. So you could move that. Then you could utilize a kind of JavaScript library that is produces code that will work on the um, iPhone and on the Android system without having to rewrite it either in um, Java or the um, Apple OX um, operating language. Uh, I think it, the new one is Swift, isn't it? Yeah. Um, um, which is supposed to be a little bit more friendly than the previous Coco kind of um, C plus C minor, whatever it was. Basically, what you're attempting to use, you're utilizing the WordPress database, the back end system. You're passing it out as JSON, which is pretty well known. And then you're using JavaScript to build apps that can run on two operating systems. So, and by being to do that, you cut back the development costs considerably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Calypso application, which was um, released uh, on WordPress.com, is a great example of that. So that's a JavaScript application written in a framework called React. Uh, that allows you to edit and manage your WordPress.com websites on whatever device you happen to be using. Um, so it's not you know, perfect. It's the first time that it was released, but it's a great demonstration of how you can build something that um, you, know, you can take with you anywhere. I've installed it locally on my computer, and I can now use Calypso to update my WordPress.com website um, you know, to create new content, to manage a bunch of things. So um, it's, it's really, I mean, we're just in the first first early uh, months of seeing these kinds of applications coming with a WordPress backend. Yeah, and I'll be correct. If if you if this doesn't pan out the way that I suggested in the next 18 months, um, at the present moment, if you're going to build a mobile application and a website and have an interface behind both, it, you're normally probably looking at either Ruby on Rails or you're looking at one of the um, JavaScript mm -hmm. libraries that are purposely designed for applications i'm gonna we're gonna leave leave you leave you the viewers just waiting for the reply to that because we're gonna have to go over and have a break okay want to turn your wordpress website into an online speed machine 
Go on over to WP Tonic. They'll set up DigitalOcean websites hosting on solid-state drives. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for WP Tonic's maintenance packages. WP Tonic offers some of the very best WordPress maintenance packages on the market. So those who are serious about getting the very best platform for their WordPress sites, make sure you go on over to wp-tonic.com. Okay, we are back from the break, and I can't even start to ask that tech question that John asked, Jonathan asked before the break. I tried to figure out exactly what he was talking about, but I'm going to ask him to ask it again, real short and concise. Then we'll go on after that, and we'll talk about her Annika's business and success principles. Yeah, I'm not sure about the precise, but I have a go, Bill. Um, so um, what I was saying, Annika, um, is that um, without what we just discussed really panning out, at the present moment, if you were trying to build a website with a joint back-end interface and also application, basically at the present moment, you would either do it in Ruby on Rails or you would utilize one of the new um, JavaScript libraries that's been purposely designed to help back-end development and front-end. Would that be about right? Um, That would be a a definite option. I mean, any of the traditional server-side construction tools would work. I mean, there's still people building stuff in Java. Um, No, no, no. Like, whoa. But it depends actually on where you're going to be deploying this application because there's a lot of people doing um, applications built on top of systems like Drupal, which is another content management framework, um, or even Python. Can I um, ask you a quick question about Drupal? Is is that, um, because I know nothing about Drupal, I'm a total WordPress junkie, um, and you're, you've got a lot more experience of um, programming and different systems. At the present moment, does Drupal do what WordPress is looking to do with the, Re- with the REST API? Can that already do what we've just discussed? Um, I don't know if Drupal has a, a JSON REST-based API or if that's something that's an add-on. Um, but, I mean, ugh, yeah, I, I don't know for sure. I don't know. I- the answer to that question, so I'm not going to try to guess on here. No, I just thought I'd ask it, because I thought maybe that's one of the reasons why people are looking at it. My only other experience of a a content management system is the expression engine, and I have, um, it's been over two years since the last one I built, but at that time that didn't have, to my knowledge, that kind of system. Um, so So are you pretty excited about what's coming up in the next year then absolutely absolutely um, i do a lot of work with like enterprise type clients larger corporate environments or uh, higher or scientific organizations and what we're really trying to do is connect up a whole bunch of different wordpress installs so for example um i work with the lawrence berkeley lab where they have all of these scientific um experiments going and Scientists are working in multiple departments and their information is being published on multiple websites by their PR people. Um, And so what we're trying to do is collect a lot of this information in one place while also allowing uh, publishers control of their websites. So through the REST API, we can go out and pull all of these different sites and grab, for example, new scientific publications or scientific results or news items or profile information Um, And we can then share them across multiple websites, multiple WordPress websites. And because the data model is the same on one end as well as the other, it's just much easier to do this communication. Um, 
I'm also working with another client where we've built um, a conference management system on top of WordPress. And we wrote our own kind of API that uh, allowed people to build mobile apps. Uh, well, now that we have the WordPress REST API, instead of just that little part that we create an API for, we can allow our new application, which is going to be written 100% JavaScript, act to access everything on the website. So oh, that sounds great. I think we're going to go over to my co-host now. Yeah, and we're going to got some um, um, kind of more business kind of questions for you, yeah. Anka. And then we'll we'll go on after we go on to the YouTube part where we have even more of a techie beast. Great. Before we go to your break, though, we're going to talk real fast since this is also timelines. Timeliners always want to know how you run your business and what you do for folks, but we want to know about your three life and success and leadership principles. And let me just name those, and then I'm going to come back and ask one business tech question. Okay. So the first one you had was always ask why. What does that mean to you? Um, well, what it means to me is that when somebody comes to me and says, I'm trying to do this thing, I say, oh, really? Well, why are you doing this? What kind of results are you hoping to get? Um, and it's, it's a thing that as a technical person, like usually you're like supposed to provide answers. So if somebody comes in and says, I have this problem, you know, you're like, well, you should uh, install Apple or something. I, I've made enough mistakes now that I can, instead of saying that, it's like, well, what are you trying to do? Why are you doing this? Maybe there's a better solution than, you know, something someone's told you to do. Yeah, the why is so important. And you start out right with why, and that's, that's excellent. So lead by example. Uh, so there, I think uh, I do a lot of coaching and a lot of education. And so in that scenario, I don't mind going out there and like, you know, being stupid, like, oh, I don't know how to do this. Well, I'm going to make a bunch of mistakes and like, oh, look, I've learned something. Um, and I, I feel like a lot of people feel um, they're afraid to make mistakes. And so I'm just, you know, okay, I'll try it. I push the button. If it breaks, okay, we'll figure it out. You know, why did that happen? Um so in that in that sense, like I try to I try to model the behavior for people who I helped of just you know trying things and then instead of being afraid, make the decision and go forward. Yeah, to get over their fear. That's, that's mm-hmm. very good. Yep. You know, those are excellent three uh, elements to, to form your business and your relationships around different folks. I could go on and on. I'd like to ask you about Lawrence Livermore Labs. I actually did some projects there and I led research teams for the military. So yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go off into that rabbit hole. That's an interesting place. You live in a great Oakland. Um, you can reach so much technology from where you live in Oakland, not across the bay. It's a beautiful place to live. Okay, here's the business question. A couple of business questions. First of all, let's say I'm a business guy. I'm smart enough to know that I've learned the basics of WordPress. You know, I, I, my company probably has a budget of about $10,000 to spend on their website development as well as their hosting and services. But I need to know the basics, and I'm a I'm I'm a kind of guy. I'm kind of a business guy who wants to get in and learn things. Once I got the basics of WordPress down and the concepts, where should I focus my time if I want to learn? Do I should should I focus on CSS or should I go into JavaScript right now? Well, okay, so uh, should I go back and look at HTML more? What are you trying to do exactly? Are you trying to um, you know manage your website or manage your business? I think it's just good to understand or know. I'm still managing the business. It's just a, I'm I'm a I'm, I'm all design build engineer, civil engineer, design build. I've been an AutoCAD for 25 years running a business, and it's different kind of folks for different levels. I think everyone needs to know the basics of WordPress. Yeah. But an engineer or somebody to work in scientific research sometimes wants to understand and get into the the backside. Not that they want to do it, they just want to have put the logic in their mind. So when they're talking to the experts they hire, 
they can relate better going back and forth between their board of directors or whatever it might be. You know, $10,000 for a, a mid-sized company, maybe 10 to 15 is what you're going to spend at least on a good WordPress site these days. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, so it really depends on kind of what you want your website to do. So if you're primarily using this as a marketing site and you're building landing pages and you're, you know, getting people's contacts, then knowing how, knowing some HTML is absolutely, absolutely helpful because then you can build better landing pages. If you learn CSS, you can make them look a little bit better. Um, and if, you know, if you're strapped and you need to make sure that there's like the right stuff on your homepage, that may be what it comes down to. You just got to go and, and hack some HTML together. Can I say something? Yeah. Would you agree that if you're dealing with that type of individual, which um, Bill, that maybe um, maybe Genesis is a good, because um, you've got the hooks and filters and you can do quite a bit with the layout, which is still a bit more techy, mm -hmm. but without you having to try and learn to become a full back-end developer coder. What do you think? Well, I, I, I love Genesis. It's the framework that I use on almost every website. Um, and I think that it provides a really good abstract, um, simple, yet abstract yet simple way of thinking about how a website gets generated. Um, so, I mean, if you're as a business person want to rearrange your website or redesign your homepage, my first instinct would be to say, mm, you probably shouldn't be doing that. But, um, you know, if you do need to do that, like if you say, okay, this has two columns, but now we have three departments, so we need to add another column. Yeah, using something like Genesis is really, really helpful. It's got widgets that let you, um, you know, put content in places on the website without having to know how to write PHP code or get into the, you know, database backend. Um, and so, like, those, you know, finding a framework that is developer-friendly is absolutely critical. And over the last two years, we've really switched all of the people that come through our support group, which we do every week. We have people coming in asking WordPress questions and we help them. And about half those people are now switching to Genesis because it's just easier to build a mental model of this website in your brain when you can, you can touch all the knobs there. Uh, whereas some other themes, you don't really get that choice. And so it's harder to understand what's happening behind the scenes. And yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, use a, use a framework like that. I think that there's kind of this in, from a business perspective, there's this kind of desire and um, it's a natural human thing to make something a technical problem when it's really not a technical problem. So, I mean, if you're running a business, would you, um, you know, all of a sudden decide, okay, I'm going to repaint my front door today. Um, or would you, you know, hire somebody else to do that? Or would you say, okay, I'm going to go in and install a new toilet in the bathroom because it's busted. Um, so you really have to think about what parts of your business you really need to get your hands dirty in. Too many business people turn their business into a technical problem because they're not, they don't understand how to either communicate with a developer or they just have developers who don't know how to communicate with humans. That's a, that's a common problem. That's the third uh, point there on my timeline. But you just, you should think about it because if you're if you're trying to like rearrange your homepage as a business owner, you the value that you get from relationships you manage with humans. Now, if you're if you're doing a hundred percent online business, the situation is going to be different. But if you are in you know, an agency or if you have people that are your clients, you're going to get better results from talking to those people and signing deals and selling them directly rather than learning how to make a new homepage. First of all, Jonathan, that was an excellent question about Genesis. And Annika, that 
That was Anka. That was a great answer, and the follow-up answer was wonderful. I'll be using that cut in the front. That's the highlight cut right there. Oh my Good God. job, Jonathan. Good tying it together. We're going to go to a break. We're going to come back and find out how we can get in contact with Anka, and we're going to finish up the show with one last question. If you don't already have a real estate agent you know, like, and trust, let Conrad Pacific help you find a certified residential specialist, and the service is free. So, if you're moving across country or just across town, call 775-233-8065 or visit us at conradpacific.com. Also, if you're selling or buying a home in the greater Reno-Tahoe area, I know the best CRS real estate broker, and that's Karen Conrad. You can find her contact information at karenconrad.com. Okay, we are back for the break. This is the last break, and we finish up the last five or six minutes of the show. Annika, first of all, how does the listener get a hold of you or find you? Great. Yeah, so I run a technology salon in Oakland, California. Um, so you can find us online at TechLiminal, which um, is right here behind me. Very good. I love that. Yeah. There's an L. Um, oh, you can also find me on Twitter. I'm at Anka, so mm-hmm. A-N-C-A. Um, and, um, usually I, you know, I check Twitter. You can, um, you can email us at techliminal. Uh, we do, we don't do any sort of online stuff. We do most of our WordPress training and work in person. I think that there's a, there's a huge amount of value to having people together in the same room. So, um, we have a nice spot here in Oakland for that. And you live in a big city, so you have a bigger population to draw from. So that's yeah. why you can get away with that. That's one of the problems when you get remote. You love to be remote in this online world, but then yeah. you miss that relationship. So very good. Jonathan, you're going to ask one last question, right? Yeah, before I, I um, ask Annika the, question, the final question, I just want to point out to people that Annika runs one of the most premium training centers in the Bay Area, and she has the highest reputation for ethics and the quality of her training and her team. And I think personally what I've heard um, from anybody that's gone on with her training courses, they are of the most highest quality. So I thought I would just point that out. And to um, finish off, um, so you're, you've got some exciting new training courses coming up, haven't you, I think. So um, can you give some idea or give us some T- some little insights of what's coming up in your world when it, around training? Yeah, well, so this uh, this year we're going to focus a lot on helping people cross the cross the bridge over to WordPress or from WordPress to JavaScript. Uh, so I've teamed up with LearnTech Labs, which is a programming boot camp uh, that teaches people how to program in JavaScript. So we're going to be co-teaching a class on uh, the WordPress REST API. We're going to start with an introductory section in February. So if you go to our website, techliminal.com, on the homepage, you can sign up, um, and we'll let you know when we open registration. We have to finalize a couple of scheduling details. And hopefully after that, we'll we'll grow it a little bit bigger and uh, help people actually build applications end-to-end. And um, can I just ask a quick follow-through question? How I'm actually interested that, in that myself, actually. Uh, but I I have done a bit of JavaScript, but it was a few years ago, and I know my CS and my HTML, um, and I know a bit about PA, a little bit of PHP. Do you think I could get anything from it? Yes. So the way that we're going to structure that is the first, the first it's going to be a two-day workshop. So the first day is all WordPress. So what, where's the API? How do you access it? What does it look like? What does WordPress look like? So we're going to have some people who don't know WordPress. And then the second day, once you have a WordPress, we're going to write in JavaScript. 
Um, and probably what we're going to do is we're going to do our, our training in jQuery, which is a very simple and accessible subset of JavaScript. Uh, but if we have people that are experienced in React or um, AngularJS, they can certainly work in that respect. Um, the way that I do my trainings, and one of the reasons why it's really important to have it be in person, is that they're project-based workshops. So, for example, last, um, last year, three weeks ago, we wrapped up a WooCommerce workshop where we had uh, five people, each of whom built their WooCommerce website. You know, we started on the first day, here's WooCommerce, and then what are you going to build? And then the second day, we built, everybody built their stuff. And so by the end... You know, it wasn't like, you've done these 17 Excellent, excellent. Uh, that sounds really fantastic. What we're going to do, folks, now is we're going, to, we're going to come to the end of the podcast, but we will be having a further deep discussion with Annika and everything about the wrestlers and other topics, and you'll be able to see that on the YouTube version of this show. So I would suggest that you go to our YouTube channel and watch more of us discussing tech deeply. Absolutely. And uh, don't forget, you can go to wp-tonic.com to find the show notes. Those will be the more detailed show notes. It'll also be up on timelines. You'll be able to get the uh, basic links and information at timelines, but more detail at WP Tonic. Thank you, Annika. Excellent discussion. I'm going to be running off, but I'll be listening to the show down at the collective. All right. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. We'll see you.